Welcome back to the Straight Up Sports Talk podcast, another edition of Weekend Prep coming at you. A big Friday, Sam. Uh, lots of games to, tonight uh, in terms of the college football landscape. Um, it's going to be a big night. Obviously, we're uh, Ball State students, Ball State playing for a MAC uh, championship, first time since 2008 trying to win one, first time since 1996. I'm excited for this game. I know Buffalo is really, really good this year, but I think when you get on to the conference championship field, the playing field kind of levels, so to speak. And um, I, I think uh, that it's going to be a great game. And uh, I think Buffalo's a better team coming in, but anything can happen. Yeah, uh, we're coming in as underdogs, unfortunately, this game. But back in 2008, the last time these two teams played, Buffalo was coming in as an underdog ball state undefeated. Buffalo managed to pull it out. So anything can happen on this game. I'm super excited to watch. And even if we don't watch this game, hopefully we can at least uh, salvage this season with a bowl, bowl win at the end of the season. Yeah, so guaranteed a bowl bid, which is, which is awesome. Uh, but, yeah, this game, I think, is going to be interesting. I think – the game last week for Ball State, the, the come-from-behind win to beat Western Michigan, I think was huge confidence-wise going into this game. Um, I mean, this team has been pretty resilient all season long, but down two scores late in the third quarter, and you come back and win. I think it was a huge confidence booster for this team, um, and, and I think really helped them out a lot in terms of confidence and, you know, just kind of realize, hey, you know, um, we did this, so, you know, the sky's the limit from here on out. I do think it was a confidence booster, but at the same time, I think I think it was a, a large part in due to luck, whether it's a 60-yard snap behind or the, the pick six against NIU. We've just, we've just been able to find our way to win. Credit to Mike New for being able to get it done, but at the, at the same time, it's just not, no win we've had this season truly besides the Central Michigan game feels like a, a great win in my eyes, and that, that kind of worries me heading into this game. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I'm definitely excited to watch. Uh, other conference championship games from around college football tonight, UAB takes on Marshall and Conference USA uh, action at 7 p.m. And then Pac-12 action, Oregon uh, take it on USC at 8 o'clock for, uh, for the Pac-12. I like USC. I, I think uh, USC's been really, really good this year. Oregon, on the other hand, they've been good, but you know they had a disappointing loss to Oregon State. I like USC in this Pac-12 matchup. Yeah, I'm there with you. Oregon has been a little disappointing. I know, I think they're having talks with uh, possibly extending their coach. Uh, I believe Mario Cristobal is their head coach. But yeah, uh, disappointing season for Ducks fan. They got in the conference championship game because uh, I forget who had to back out. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, super disappointing uh, season for the Oregon Ducks. I think USC is clearly the better team. Yeah, didn't Washington have – was it Washington? I, I don't remember. I, I do remember hearing that, though. Um, but I can't, can't – it's not on the top of my head. But that's why we need a stats guy to look this stuff up for us, Sam. Yeah, producer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Saturday slate is a good one. Northwestern, Ohio State, uh, the Big Ten matchup Saturday at noon. I like Ohio State by a lot in this one. I think they're just so good this year. Um, they obviously, uh, you know, deserve to be playing the Big Ten championship game as much as it hurts me to say that as an IU fan. They do. Northwestern's good, but Peyton Ramsey at the helm, you know, he, he doesn't have uh, good – uh, good memories of this Ohio State team. So 
I'm going with Ohio State in this one. Northwestern, it'll be close in the first half, I think. It, Northwestern will go into the halftime maybe down seven or down ten, but in the second half it's going to be all Ohio State. Yeah, I I, I, th- I think I'm there with you. I think Northwestern is good. I just don't think that they're Ohio State good. And uh, maybe IU should be in this position of Ohio State, but I think it would be a lot closer game that way. But Ohio State, they wanted them to reach the college football playoffs. So here we are, Northwestern, Ohio State. I think I think this should be a relatively easy game for Ohio State. It should be um, an easy ticket punch to the college football playoff. Oklahoma, Ohio, uh, Iowa State. Big 12, actually, that's also at noon on Saturday. I like Iowa State in this one. They've had something to prove this year. They've been phenomenal. Oklahoma is good, but they're just Oklahoma, I think. And I think they're going to lay an egg in this one. I think Iowa State rolls in this one. It'll be close, but, but Iowa State gets the job done at the end of the day. Uh, it wins a Big 12 title for the first time in a long time. I don't know. I'm going to disagree with you here. I think ever since they've had those back-to-back losses, Oklahoma's kind of turned a page. They've just been rolling wins off Texas, TCU, uh, Texas Tech. They found their groove, and I think this is where they, they're going to shine. They had the seven-point loss against Iowa State, yes, but this was back when they were struggling. I think they're even better than they were the last time they played Iowa State. I think Oklahoma surprisingly gets it done in a season that – uh, I think in many people's mind, it has to be disappointing if you're an Oklahoma fan. Yeah, the season does, does have to be disappointing. I mean, you start one and two, you, you lose to Kansas State uh, in back-to-back years. But Iowa State, you know, I, I, we'll see, Sam, but, but I do like Iowa State in this one. I think they've just got something to prove this season, and uh, I think they're going to go do it. Uh, Louisiana and Coastal Carolina supposed to play in the Sun Belt conference championship game that's been canceled due to COVID uh, related issues so thanks to uh, Louisiana and Coastal Carolina for having COVID issues can't play in the Sun Belt they're not going to replace those two teams I don't believe and they're just going to roll without a Sun Belt champion this year I think it would have been I don't know I think Louisiana and Coastal Carolina are two different teams uh, that have got it done in different ways I would probably have to pick Coastal Carolina in that one if they were to play though uh, yeah, actually, they crowned them both co-champions, so that's a little bit different, but that's that's what the Sun Belt decided to do. Uh, well, that is the Sun Belt for you. That is, I mean, okay, co-champions, whatever. Co- you only get co-champions when you're kind of like regular season like champions, like the Big Ten does in basketball. I just, co-champions, you know, here's your participation trophy. Hey, at least they made it to the championship. At least they made it, yeah. But I think Coastal Carolina was a special team this year. They they would have gotten it done, I think. The biggest game, the biggest conference championship game probably of the weekend, Clemson, Notre Dame, ACC, 4 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, this is the biggest game of the year for Notre Dame. It's the biggest game of the year for Clemson. Um, obviously, Clemson lost last uh, last time to Notre Dame. They were without Trevor Lawrence that time. You get Trevor Lawrence back. How much does the Trevor Lawrence factor play in and the neutral field factor play into this this conference championship game? I think, as I mentioned before in previous weeks, it it factors in a lot, not just offensively, but I think this team just rallies around his presence and what they've done. We've seen the turnaround from when he uh, couldn't play Boston College. They only won by six in that Notre Dame loss. But ever since he's been able to come back, Pittsburgh, Virginia Tech, I understand they're weaker teams. 
that the defense has rallied around, the offense has rallied around. It just looks like a much better Clemson team. And I, I think that's why I'm picking Clemson to win, not just because offensively they look uh, uh, better than they have with uh, against Boston College and Notre Dame, but defensively it seems like that they've rallied around their guy in Trevor Lawrence. They do. And, and since that Notre Dame loss, they have been really, really good. Um, as to be expected, you, you uh, get a game postponing as Florida State, then you blow out Pittsburgh and blow out Virginia Tech. Um, I, I want to take the Irish in this one, uh, but it's very hard to beat a t- team two years in a row or two, two games in a row. Um, I like Clemson in this one. It's going to be close. If Notre Dame, you know, we've said this all along, if Notre Dame can keep it close, then they'll make the college football playoff. But if Clemson goes in there and blows them out. They won't make the college football playoff, in my opinion. Now that the committee could think otherwise, but I just think the Trevor Lawrence factor is going to be a little too much for Notre Dame to handle. And maybe I'm wrong, but it's going to be more so. I don't think it's going to be more so of can the Notre Dame defense stop Trevor Lawrence is can the Notre Dame offense keep up with Trevor Lawrence? Do they have answers when, you know, Clemson puts up, an enormous amount of points will Notre Dame be able to to follow that so I think it's more of that factor into the game and rather than can the Notre Dame defense stop Trevor Lawrence because you're not going to stop him you can slow him down a little bit but you're not going to stop him yeah I think I think that's the that's the case I don't think you're going to be able to stop Trevor Lawrence I don't Notre Dame wasn't able to stop his backup I'm not going to pronounce his name because that's just too much to pronounce but I think it's can Ian Book step up in the big time moment that is the ACC championship everybody likes to talk about the how good Trevor Lawrence has been for Clemson but Ian Book has been really good for Notre Dame and not a lot of people talk about the success he's had in his four years at Notre Dame so I think this is a game that is a must win game for Ian Book to establish himself as hey I'm a really good maybe not NFL quarterback but hey I was a really good college quarterback coming out of Notre Dame yeah for sure uh, it's going to be a great matchup. Bama, Florida, uh, SEC Saturday night at 8 p.m. Alabama, they, they just haven't been talked about this season, I don't think. They, they, they have not been talked about a lot this season, Sam. But they're really, really good. Mac Jones is really, really good. Yeah, I mean, they look like the the rightfully so the best team in the country. They just continue to roll teams, whether it's number eight, Georgia, whether it's uh, the Mississippis, whether it's the Texas A&Ms. They just continue to roll. They look like the best team in the country, Mac Jones, but they have like four, three or four Heisman candidates on their team, which is just insane. This team looks unstoppable. Uh, Florida, I don't know how they're still ranked number seven. That's another issue to get into with the whole college football playoff committee. It's just, it's just mind boggling to me, but they are, I don't know. I don't understand it, but they are, but yeah, Alabama, I don't, I think for as good as Florida has been, I don't think they can get it done. I think Alabama is just on a whole nother level. They are. And and, in this year, Sam, it feels like Alabama hasn't got the respect they deserve. And maybe that's just me, but. I feel like, you know, every week we come in, oh, Alabama won. But, we you know, there, we haven't had much conversation about it. Where last year is LSU, you know, that's who was getting talked about all the time, this kid named Joe Burrow and everything and how they're going to shock the world. Uh, and they did. But this year I don't think Alabama's been talked about. They don't have that necessarily that star quarterback, if you will. 
Uh, obviously, Mac Jones is good, but the running attack is better. So Alabama hasn't been talked about a lot this season. I'm sure Nick Saban is loving that. Um, but I, I think Alabama is, is just really, really good this season, and uh, I can't wait to see what they do uh, in, the, in the conference championship game and the college football playoff for that matter. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think the reason that they haven't been talked about is that they've been so good that it's just boring to talk about how good every year Alabama is. The reason why LSU was talked about uh, in, is because it was a surprise. No one expected Joe Burrow to come in there and do what he did and have the success that he did and break all the records he did. So that's the reason that they were talked about. I think, I, I, yeah, I think Alabama, the reason they're not just being talked about is just because it's, it's expected that Alabama is good each year. It is. And they're winning in, in a different way than normal. You know, normally it's a great quarterback back there too, uh, or, or, you know, whoever it may be uh, back there for, for the uh, Crimson Tide. But this year they're doing it a little bit uh, different. And I think that's good. 10 and 0 on the season looking very, very good at this point. Sam, let's switch over to the NFL. It's my favorite time of year, not only because Christmas is a week away, but we have NFL Saturday action. Two games uh, taking place on Saturday evening and Saturday night. You have the Bills at the Broncos and the Panthers at the Packers for your Saturday night fo football action. Uh, but we'll start with last night, Sam. Raiders Chargers Thursday night football action. The Chargers get it done in OT. They've had so many one-score games this season. They finally get it done in overtime. I don't know if you caught the inning in that game, but uh, the Chargers, uh, they actually pulled a close game out. So I'm kind of proud of them for that. Yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of tough for the Raiders having to deal with Marcus Mariota as their quarterback. He did a surprisingly better job than I think most people, including myself, did. But he came in there, did a nice job. They just couldn't get it done. The the uh, I believe after the Chargers, I believe it, they have like two opportunities to score. Didn't get it done, unfortunately. Chargers just managed to get it done, and credit to Justin Herbert for pulling out a close one. For sure. Uh, they, they, they got it done. I'm disappointed in the Raiders. Had to go in with Marcus Mariota after Derek Carr uh, had to leave the game due to a leg injury, it looked like. So, uh, yeah, the, the Chargers, it was their first AFC opponent win in nine games. Wow. I, I'm concerned. I'm concerned for the Raiders, Sam. I'm really concerned. They were supposed to have a really good year this year and make the playoffs. They haven't done it. It's going to be another disappointing season for John Gruden. I mean, yeah, they started out five and three, and now they're sitting here at uh, seven and seven, two and four record. I know you have them as your sleeper team. They started out really strong to their to their credit, but then they've just kind of crumbled like the the Bears. Uh, they're kind of like the Bears of the NFC. They start out really strong, and then they've just fallen apart. And maybe they would have gotten the win with Derek Carr. Who knows? But at this point, you can't be happy with how the Raiders are looking. You saw last week against the Colt, the Colts how they just couldn't stop that running attack, and now they couldn't get it done against a 4-9 Chargers team. If you're a Las Vegas Raiders fan, you, you just can't be happy with the, the trend this team is headed towards. No, you can't. Um, they're going to have to pick it up. Pick it up, And I think it starts with the defense, I think, because their defense has been their main problem this year. Their offense, I think, is fine. Uh, but their defense needs some needs some help over there. Yeah, I, I think so. I think I think the Raiders just need to regroup. 
They don't have a bye week to really regroup since this is already week 15. You just got to find a way to do it in a practice. You got to switch things up. I don't know what's really their downfall. It definitely has to do a big part in their defense, but I, I think it just comes down to the whole just like mentality, the locker room. They, they just need to get their heads right because it just doesn't look like the same Raiders team that it was uh, two, three weeks ago. No, it definitely doesn't. Um, you know, yeah, like you mentioned, like three weeks ago, we were talking about this Raiders team. They're making the, the wild card. Then they go and lay an egg against the Colts. And then lose to a very, very bad Chargers team. Uh, speaking of the Colts, it's a big, big game for them this Saturday. You got to follow a huge road win with a huge home win, I think. Um, their, their other blowout this season that you look at, the Lions, they beat them by 20, 41 to 21. And then they came home and lost to the Ravens 24 to 10, which was really disappointing. The Texans are a little bit different team than the Ravens, um, but uh, it's their second meeting with Houston in the last three weeks. Um, this is going to be a big matchup for the Colts. It, it's going to be a, a, a key win if they want to stay alive in the division. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a must win. They're at a 2-2 two and two record. They need uh, the Titans to lose to the Texans, I believe, and then the Colts to beat both the Texans and Jaguars. But the point remains is I, I hope that the te- the Colts coming off a, a, a just kind of blowout win against the Raiders uh, by 17 aren't, too, aren't feeling themselves too much because they almost lost to this Texans team two weeks ago by six. If it wasn't for that fumble on, like, the inside the Colts five, they may have gotten the win. So you can't you can't be feeling yourself. You're still fighting for that wild card spot. You're still trying to get that divisional um, uh, AFC South win. So I, I think you've got to play like every game matters at this point. You only got three games left. Every game's a must win in my mind. Yeah, it definitely is. It, and I think they use that uh, Texans near loss, which should have been a loss. It really should have been a loss. Um, they, they'll use that for motivation. Hey, we got to put this team away, get them done early, um, and, and move on without uh, about our day because we have more important fish to fry because the Colts, you know, they have some big matchups coming up. I think the week after they play uh, the, the Steelers at, at home. So, um, oh, yeah, a- after this week you go at Steelers and then home for the Jags. So, if you want to win out, it starts here with the Texas. You're on a two-game win streak. You know, let's say the season on a five-game win streak. I think the Steelers will be tough, especially depending on what happens this weekend. Who, you know, the Steelers seem to be struggling a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough sled in the rest of the way. It starts with Houston. And uh, no division game is easy, I guess, Sam. Yeah. And, and depending on how the rest of the season plays out, you could have a six-win team potentially with the, the depth of the AFC not making the playoffs. So everyone's crucial at this point. The, the Ravens are sitting out at the eight seed at eight and five. So you've got to get it done against the Texans, which should be a winnable game. And especially against the Jaguars, you've got to finish at least two out of three, I think, with wins to uh, feel good about your playoff chances. But if you only get one win, it's going to be shaky. Yeah, well, I mean, what we thought was going to be a race to the finish between the Colts and the Raiders has now turned into kind of a race to the finish between the Colts and the Ravens. So, uh, yeah, you got to get it done. And obviously the Ravens have that tiebreaker, which could come back to hurt you if it comes down to that. But if the Colts just continue to win, they're going to make the playoffs no problem. Um, so just win and the, the rest will take care of itself. Uh, let's talk about another AFC matchup, Sam Patriots at Dolphins. 
Uh, I, I wouldn't normally be, we wouldn't normally be talking about this. I mean, the, the Patriots are at six and seven, the Dolphins at eight and five coming off a, a loss to the Chiefs. But Bill Belichick is going up against a rookie quarterback, and I think the Dolphins should be um, on, on high alert in this game. Yeah, this is uh, – if the Patriots want to make the playoffs, they've got to win out plus a bunch of other things. they got to have a bunch of teams lose. But the point remains is this is a must-win game for the Patriots. This is a must-win uh, game for the Dolphins wanting to stay off in the playoff chase, which is a, a thing I didn't think I would be saying for the next, like, five years is the Dolphins in the playoff race this late in the season. But they are – Dolphins still uh, – still – that AFC East divisional title, unfortunately for the Patriots, is out of grabs. But for the Dolphins, it's still still available for you. So they're still fighting for that. Yeah, it, it's going to be exciting to watch for uh, both teams. It will be. The, the Patriots won the first matchup of the season, 21-11 to 11 in New England. That was in week number one. So trying to do the season sweep. And Bill Belichick, I guess, his former coaches as well, Brian Flores. So we'll see how this one shakes out. Some other matchups from around the league, uh, the Ravens, they, uh, this week they play the Jaguars, I believe. Yeah, they're, they, they're hosting the Jaguars this, uh, this week. Then they're home, they host the Giants, and then they go at Bengals. I think the Ravens could close the, the, um, the, the season on, on a winning streak and you know, finish 12-4, and 11-5, something like that. I think 11-5, yeah, because they already lost five. So I think they could finish 11-5. I think the Ravens could win out. They could get hot at the right time. Last season, they didn't get hot at the right time. So um, watch out for the Ravens. I think they're, they're, my, they're my second half of the season sleeper team at this point, I think, based on what happened with the Raiders and what the Ravens have done in recent weeks. Yeah, but you can't be sleeping on the Giants. The Giants have definitely surprised uh, some teams, uh, notably the Seahawks with that 17-12 to win, even with Colt McCoy in there. I believe Daniel Jones is back, so that's good news for Giants fans out there. But you, you even if you can get these three wins done, uh, the, the win streak you have, you have to be feeling good against the Browns. But other than that, it's the Cowboys, the Jaguars, Giants, and Raven, or Bengals – so I don't know how good you can feel even though you're in the playoffs on a win streak. It's not really against notable teams. So I think you've, you've got to win out, obviously. But then playoff time, you, 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 can't, you can't lose track of you only beat some pretty uh, average teams. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah that, that's a good point. You know, they don't have quality wins. But, I mean, getting hot at the right time, you know, I, I think can, can be problematic. Drew Brees returns for the Saints this weekend. Sam, you know, I'm an honorary Saints fan this season. I love to see this uh, Drew Brees coming back after a disappointing loss to the Eagles. You come back, you host the Chiefs, your home underdogs. I love the Saints in this, this game this weekend. I mean, it makes sense. I think uh, the Saints' only chance in this game was to have Drew Brees back. I don't think – I think we can both agree. I don't think Taysom Hill could keep up with the offensive production that uh, Patrick Mahomes has provides. Even with the I – I think the Saints are one of the top defenses in the league. Uh, I still think that your best chance if you're the Saints is to have Drew Brees back in there. He, uh, unfortunately, he fortunately is – and, yeah, I, I think the Saints have a pretty good chance to win, but it's still Patrick Mahomes and it's still that Chiefs offense. It is, and the Chiefs are really good, and you can't underestimate that. But uh, I think Drew Brees coming back will provide a spark. Not that Taysom Hill has done bad, but uh, having your, your guy back in there always helps. So uh, let's just hope that um, 
they don't rush Drew Brees back from injury as well. Some other matchups from around the league, Sam. Uh, any in particular that you're looking at this weekend uh, in terms of good matchups? Uh, I think I think I'm watching the Seahawks at the Washington football team. I'm not sure whether they're getting the uh, Antonio Gibson back for the Washington football team, but Seahawks are uh, really not happy with that Giants loss. Washington football team kind of rolling at the right time. Uh, Washington football team trying to get that NFC East divisional title. I think this is going to be a really fun matchup to watch. It will be for sure. Um, they are one of my locks of the week. Sam, let's just cut to the chase. Let's get to the locks of the week. You're 16 and 12, went one and one last week. Who you, who you taking this week in your two picks? Uh, I'm taking Eagles plus six and a half at the Cardinals. I, I generally don't like the the after you have a new starter in there the week following, but I think Jalen Hurts can keep this at least six and a half close against the uh, Cardinals. I think the Cardinals will get it done. I just think they can cover. I think what Jalen Hurts provides is a spark. We saw the, the effect he had on Miles Sanders in that rushing attack. I think the Eagles losing a close one there. Yeah, I, I, th I think that's a pretty safe uh, pick for me. I like that pick. Uh, the Cardinals have been struggling hardcore lately. Um, looking like it was going to be a great season for them, turned into not a good season for them, kind of like what the Raiders did. Uh, but I do like that pick. Uh, but a pick that I like even better, I just talked about, the Saints. They're getting three points at home against the Chiefs. Give me the Saints. Home dogs this year have been phenomenal. Uh, and, and I like to, to pick a home underdog any day of the week. I think um, they're, they're good picks uh, as well. So give me the Saints. Uh, they may not win, but uh, they're at least going to cover the three. I think this is going to be one of the uh, best matchups that we've seen all season long between uh, two high-caliber teams. I think that's a relatively safe pick. We've seen the Chiefs surprisingly keep a lot of games close this week, whether it's the Dolphins, the Broncos, the Buccaneers, the Raiders, the Panthers, all within one uh, possession games. So that's definitely a good uh, pick. I'll have to see how Drew Brees kind of comes back in his first game back from injury. But, yeah, I, I, I think the Saints plus three versus the Chiefs is a, a pretty smart one there. It's been hard to pick games as of late. I mean, as the season got on, the – the bookmakers and the odds makers have gotten better at making these lines. They've gotten really, really good lines. Um, so it's been hard to find winners these past couple of weeks. Uh, but we've, we squeezed out a few winners over the last few weeks, Sam. Uh, your second pick of the week. I'm 15 to 13, by the way. I'm trying to catch you. I need a 2-0 and 0 weekend this week, Sam. You do. And I'm going with the uh, Texans plus 7.5 at the Colts. I think we saw the how good the Texans can do against the Colts potentially getting a win done. I think they can at least cover the seven and a half. Texans aren't really playing for a whole lot as they're um, not not going to be in the playoffs this year. But I think that they're going that Deshaun Watson is going to find a way to keep this within a, a at least a touchdown. I'm uh, I'm surprised by that pick, Sam. You, you bet on the Texans last week, and they didn't do you too too well. Uh, the Bears absolutely demolished them. So maybe that's a good thing for the Colts. You bet on the Texans and the, the team demolishes the other team. So maybe that's a good thing. Um, I, yeah. I just I, I don't I, like the Texans to cover the seven and a half in this one. I think the Colts are coming in and roll them. I think um, you, you get a big win last week. And maybe I'm wrong, but you get a big win last week. And you're obviously still thinking about that barely squeezing out a six-point win against them. I think you just come in and just destroy them, honestly. Uh, I think it's going to be like a 28 to, to 10 type of game for the Colts. 
I don't know. I just can't bet against Deshaun Watson. He's the Russell Wilson of the AFC. He just finds ways to get to get get uh, things within close, even though they should be. His top receiver is probably going to be Kiki QT. He's still been able to find ways to get production out of him. So I can't really bet Deshaun Watson. He proved me in the uh, college football championship wrong back when he was at Clemson. Why you don't? He's proven to me why just over these past, like, uh, four or five seasons that he's been in the league, why you don't do it wrong. And I think he can he can keep it close. I think he can, but the Colts didn't have DeForest Buckner in that game, and they still sacked Deshaun Watson five times. They're going to have DeForest Buckner in this game, and that's a huge, huge factor. Um, and that's kind of the reason I don't like this pick. But, hey, seven and a half. I mean, yeah, it is. You know, it's more than a touchdown, but uh, I don't know. I don't know about this this game for the for the mm-hmm. Texans. I think – the Colts could be on, you know, high alert. Okay. Could be on high alert. We'll see, though. We'll see. You're, you're better in the records than me, so I, sh- I guess I shouldn't really be questioning you that much. I, I'm just happy to be above 500. That's, that's what I'm happy to be about. There you go. I am taking uh, my second pick. I'm taking the Washington football team plus six and a half, hosting the Seahawks a couple of reasons. One, Sam's got me on the Washington football team bandwagon the last couple of weeks. Um they, they go in and they beat the, uh, was it the 49ers, I believe. Um, and uh, you host the Seahawks this week. I never like a West Coast team coming to the East Coast. It's a 1 p.m. kick. It's a 10 a.m. game for Seattle. I don't know if Washington gets it done, but they at least cover the six and a half. Uh, Seattle has looked not so great as of late. Um, and I think Washington with that front, Montez Sweat and Chase Young, uh, can, can keep the game manageable for Alex Smith to hopefully go in there and get some things done offensively. I love the football team in this one and give me the six and a half with them. I mean, I, I like that pick. The Washington football team really feeling themselves of late, been able to uh, get, I believe they're on like a four or five game win streak as of now. One, uh, one, two, four, I believe. Four, four game win streak. I think teams still continue to underestimate what this team is capable of, despite having just such a young core. I like uh, I like Washington to be able to at least cover that, if not potentially pull an upset because the Seahawks, after getting that Jets win, might be feeling themselves. So who knows? Washington might be able to uh, shock the Seahawks once again. For sure, for sure. Um, it's going to be a fun NFL weekend. And uh, I can't wait to, to watch it. Sam, anything else you want to get to before we close out the podcast today? Uh, not really. Uh, shout out to the College Football Playoff Committee for being a joke, as usual. You know, it's, uh, it's, this isn't a political show, but I think, that, I think the College Football pl- uh, Playoff Committee is like politicians. We don't like them each year, but, yeah, they just keep coming back and find ways to disappoint. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of my metaphor for uh, this week. That is the best analogy I've heard. When talking about the committee, we don't like them, but they keep coming back. Yes, I love that, Sam. Uh, I agree with you there. Uh, but yeah, chirp, chirp, go cards, go cards tonight, seven thirty ESPN. For sure. All right, Sam. We'll talk to you on Monday for some Monday mayhem. Sounds good. That's Sam Thillman. I'm Grant Kobe. Come back on Monday. We'll recap the weekend of the NFL. Talk about Ball State. Hopefully, winning a MAC championship. Nevertheless, they're going bowling somewhere. We'll find out uh, probably more information on that next week. Thanks for tuning in. Come back Monday.